0: So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is me and Kevin, uh, and we're working on something new for Patron that we're kind of experimenting with. So be patient with us while we fuddle through the kinks and small things that we haven't quite. Yeah, we haven't sorted. used this
1: software before. Um, we're going to be looking slow mo in slow motion at parts of uh, the library, the the Muay Thai Library that we really love, um, and drawing out. It's kind of a combination of a breakdown and a blog or something?
0: Yeah, uh, so we're uh, calling it slow-mo geek out.
1: Name pending. Name
0: pending. <laughs> uh, because I tend to super geek out at watching the fluidity and continuity of motions in slow-mo when you can see these guys moving and you can see how each movement kind of leads into and pulls out of each other.
1: Yeah, and so we're looking at uh, Ramba's clinch session. I think it's like 38 minutes in the library. You can, uh, if you're a patron and you're open to that tier, you can check it out after you watch this if you haven't watched it yet. Uh, and this is about five minutes of footage that we've slowed down. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to run through it, stop it when something interesting happens, and just kind of point out things that you see, right? Totally. Awesome. Okay. So... Get it rolling.
0: So Rambaugh is showing me some different throws in the clinch. And what's really cool about watching him in slow motion, here he's showing me the shove. So you like pin the leg up in the air so that they can't catch themselves. But the shove is the important part. But watching him in slow motion, look at how he shows that that shove. Look at that
1: throw away. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I love that. You can see in that how his body is completely, s- grows stagnant as he throws the weight off. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, I'm throwing myself into you.
0: He doesn't off-balance himself in the least. He's At like, all. I stay here, you go way over there.
1: <laughs> and there's, there's an element of this move, which I like, which is, um, it has a theatrical or dramatic component. Mm. Like, that that attitude that he just showed as in that that throw-off, he's, he's demonstrating this moment in the fight where you can just shed somebody. Yeah. And that's kind of what this move is about. It's yeah. not just scoring a point, but it's making a certain kind of point in maybe a tightly fought round.
0: Yeah, and the explosiveness of that shove, of, like, pop, rather than, like, I'm pushing. It's yeah. not a push, it's like a... Timing and show. you could
1: either follow this up with chasing the opponent down and landing a big point against the ropes. Or you could just...
0: Leave it as the get the d- fuck
1: off. Me. <laughs> get the fuck off of me move. Exactly. And you can see it in, in his bravado. Yeah. And the interesting thing about Ramba is that he was not a clinch fighter. No. So he's smaller usually than most of his opponents. He did not like clinching. Yeah. And one of the coolest things about this library entry is back in the day... Even fighters that were not clinch fighters had really high-level clinch.
0: Yeah, they had ways of not avoiding the clinch, but getting out of the clinch with finesse and points rather than just trying to, like, avoid it altogether. But
1: this section's not getting out of the clinch at all. No,
0: this is the fuck you, I'm throwing you in the clinch and, like, (laughs) off-balancing you.
1: What people need to know about Rambaugh also is that after a pretty successful Thai career in stadium fighting, he went to Japan and he became... Uh, Thailand's first MMA world champion champion. Mm -hmm. and some of this clinch might have developed after his stadium career as he worked with wrestling uh, in MMA although we see elements of his moves here in a lot of the golden age fighters you're working with right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Like Oh, you see Berklerk do similar things like this. Um, Mm, Very old school. Karahat, who's also small, really likes to, um, when someone is kneeing him, kind of pin and pivot and move. Um, There's quite a few, actually. Um, The the tricks that were involved in clinching in the Golden Age, like the actual off-balancing and movement and dominance within the continuous movements, Mm. um, made clinching really, really... Interesting, and um, it wasn't broken in the Golden Age, so you could see these things develop.
1: And that's one of the beauties of what we're going to be looking at here: is watch Rambaugh's continuous movement. There's yes. no stop point, really, mm-hmm. uh, or if there is, it has a dramatic element to it. Yeah. Right. So let's get the let's make it keep rolling. He's going to show you. He's having you do it.
0: So I kind of, I think one of my problems was that I was uh, emphasizing the part on the leg. Like, I thought that the leg was the part that really off-balances, but you're just kind of pinning it in the air. Like, that's Mm. just a, I'm going to keep you on one leg. The shove is the important bit, and because I leave my hip back, my shove doesn't have the impact that his, like, get-off shove does. What do you mean
1: by leaving your hip back?
0: I actually pull my butt back away from him, even when I'm pinning underneath his leg. Oh, that was much better, much better, much better. Yeah, Yeah. but he's very upright when he does it.
1: Yeah, he's almost standing like a lamp post. Postures. Where watching
0: him in slow motion, I love just seeing him like move. What are you talking about? Like this curve here? His hips are forward. Like as he came towards me, his hips just bent forward.
1: So, that line.
0: Yeah. And he just, like, swayed into it as we got close. It's like once I reach a certain proximity to him, that sway comes in.
1: Mm, so rewind it's the tape he, and take a look at that. Yeah, uh, it's if how you're he, like, this.
0: receives me, sort of.
1: Very cool. All right. Rolling forward. Uh... Neri turned it into a little bit of a turn instead of a shove.
0: But look at how he follows up and grabs my head, even though he doesn't end up doing, like, a knee or anything. It's in his body and in his mind to follow that up. You don't mm. just shove someone and you're like, I'm done. Even if you just posture or something.
1: Yeah, that's true. Even if you just posture. This
0: is still the same posturing that I love watching as, as he comes in. Is you watch his hips sway towards me, but his shoulders also kind of... Um if what, you, put like you a doing of your
1: hands? Nobody can see your if hands. If you put
0: a level on his shoulders, the bubble would move. Like they, one shoulder goes up and one goes down. Like he's always... Teeter-tottering
1: kind teeter-tottering, of? Teeter-tottering,
0: making angles for how he's going to cut in through mm. the center and turn you like that.
1: What's that turn? That was... That's just a typical... He's showing you like a steering wheel turn.
0: Yeah, but he's pinning my foot as he does it. Oh, there he's hitting the standing leg. So as I'm kneeing, He's popping my standing leg, but he comes towards it and pulls my head in the opposite direction. So
1: he's moved on from the shove, which is when someone's kneeing, obviously, you can pin their leg up and give them a nice pop, Mm -hmm. right? And now he's like, or the next thing he's showing you is tip out the standing leg. It's not a full uh, trip, really. It's an off-balancing, right? I go crazy over this stuff. These angles. Yeah,
0: this. Like is this. Kind
1: of favorite. <laughs> I love this angle. It's like a weird kind of surfery quality. Yeah. Uh, that they do. We uh, put up a photo of Karahat's uh, trip on you. That had this same kind of deep knee bend.
0: Yeah.
1: And you see this. You see this. That in clinch. Ties will very often put their hips in. But if they're not putting their hips in. They put their knees in. Yeah. Which kind of like. What does it do? It like creates this leverage angle while maintaining balance and not putting your head forward.
0: Yeah, but his the way he's angled right there actually is emphasizing and enforcing the shit angle I'm at. See how I'm like falling over? Oh, he's
1: like cutting into your angle. He's
0: like folding me. It's
1: like you're like this and then he's he's basically matching you in a certain way. Yeah, regard. like if
0: his body were upright or even if he were like standing back, he wouldn't have the same power and leverage to force me over. Like, my weight is going over my knees, and I can't.
1: Totally. He had just kicked your, uh, kicked your um, leg out a little bit yeah. to get you turned. Oh, I like doing this. Oh, these things are coming up.
0: So here he's showing to, like, hook the back of the leg. Which, this is a foul uh, to hook the back no, of the leg. No,
1: not there. Now, that's not a... You got to be clear that's not a foul just now.
0: Just what he did was not. Yeah. But before he was hooking the back of my leg to show you can't do this. Yeah. So when you're interrupting the standing leg, it's important to like pop the standing leg like kicking the the chair leg out or something. You don't want to like hook it. But
1: don't hook it like a like a judo trip or something. Yeah, you don't like want that, the
0: back but... of your leg to be against the back of their leg. Yeah, you yeah. So see how I need his leg, but I didn't, like, swivel through the way that he does. He brings his weight over towards that standing leg. He's forcing me to do it there.
1: You want you to step past?
0: Yeah. And then he's pulling on my arm because he wants me to yank his head at the same time.
1: This is something you call the little Elvis, Elvis hip sometimes, right?
0: I call it the Elvis hip when you're standing in one spot. Um... Like, How's he does different? it when the knee comes up. So he does it as, uh, you're standing on one leg. And it is, the reason I call it the Elvis hip is because you're popping your hip to the side. You're not kneeing someone's leg. Mm. So by calling it the Elvis hip, where he's just, like, doing his, like, shake thing dance, is it's, it's not lifting your leg and your foot off the ground in order to knee. Mm. You're just popping your weight to the side, which interrupts that standing leg. There I came across. See how I like moved and it got so much more leverage.
1: You barely clipped his knee but it was just enough to to create the disbalance. Look
0: at his postures in between stuff. What are
1: you seeing? What what are you seeing?
0: As he comes in the way that he puts his chest forward and his hips and kind of his head comes down if you just watch him because it's in this slow motion if you just watch him like not even what he's teaching Mm. as like a separate T- like you're time, watching a dancer or it's something. It's so cool to like see, maybe because I can feel it in my body. Like I can because you spend a lot of time I can in clinch see it yeah. and feel like how his body is preparing for that um, clash it's or interaction yeah. or um, how he's going to be doing these things. And it's because there's a transition and it's the same well, every time. If
1: someone is in. a newish clincher who doesn't feel it in their body and they're watching these motions, these movements, what would you say? they should try to feel like what are the what's the direction you want to head into things like continuous movement hips forward i don't know i don't want to put the words in your mouth what do you what do you you see something kind of in an advanced way yeah because you've been clinching heavily for the last four years yeah what should a beginner see or feel
0: mostly there's this there's this transition from your fighting stance to more of a square. Mm. When you become square because you're going to be clinching, the weight shifts you're going to be doing now are different. It's not the rocking motion that a lot of people forward have. Forward and back. Forward and back. It becomes side to side like a waltz mm. or like this kind of like swaying mm. instead of rocking. Yeah. Yeah. And that swaying is so important when you're like body to body like that because that's how you get your angles and that's how you like pull people out of position and things like this. So um, it's the, the kind of automatic I'm putting my body in a position where I have balance and can impact you better. There are a few teachers, a few um, ex-fighters who don't have you square up in the clinch, but yeah, there are very, Berk- very few. Berklerk one. Sim-
1: and Pinson, Ch- I mean, um, uh, so, uh, Was it? I thought so. Maybe not. Maybe it was. I thought Arjun- it was Ponsak Yeah. yeah. was like,
0: don't square up, but
1: yeah. it's very Again, rare. not
0: a clincher, and so yeah. his ways of dealing with the clinch right. are like, let me have an emphatic moment, and yeah, and off. a lot
1: of like countering, yeah. uh, stopping mo- moments. Yeah. Uh, but what's interesting about um, Ramba is not only this side to side motion but also you're seeing how he kind of saunters mm. into the from fighting stance to the clinch stance yeah that's very interesting he's teaching you something here though I, I hope we don't lose what it was because he saw you do something maybe it's something about the shove
0: he angles his body when he Boy, goes under my he's leg he's saying
1: something on the ribs what's that
0: he's telling me to knee up on his ribs oh and then he's so it's a high knee he's pinning my leg in the air and
1: then boom
0: he's doing this because i just tried to do that move again Mm -hmm. i just like did the throwback and he's like no (laughs) he angles his body to the side to really get my leg up in the air so that my body's contorted
1: oh once he has you tipped a little bit you need to tip a little bit.
0: Uh, Joe Hong Tong calls that the dog pee-pee. Because you, you do lift your legs so much and wide, it's like you're on a horse. See how I step back away from his knee? That's what makes it really hard for me to do this. You want to be close.
1: You want to be hip-to-hip? And
0: I'm taking space. Mm. And there I just racked him by accident. (laughs) Because I stepped back first. Let's
1: do instant replay. (laughs) (laughs) But this is something you're trying to overcome even six years in, is yeah. staying close in the clinch yeah. even, right?
0: Look at his head down and his shoulders. I grabbed him on the neck, and he so automatically popped my arm off of his neck, even though that's not what we're working on.
1: Is this what you're seeing? This slope?
0: Yeah, yeah. See, his left shoulder is higher.
1: Ah, this angle, like this? Yeah. Ah. And what do you see in that?
0: It's just the way that he... ...has positioned himself somewhat neutrally, but with any one move, he can block out my arm trying to grab his mm. neck, or he can wrench me as I'm trying to move. Like, the most dangerous time in the clinch against people who know how to clinch is mm. when you're transitioning to a better position. Mm. So, um, a lot of times it's the, like, letting go of the one monkey bar before you can grab the next monkey yeah. bar. That's when people who really have good timing can exploit those openings, And by keeping yourself in this kind of, like, mindless, neutral, ready to move, which is what drives me crazy about all these postures, is that you're already ready.
1: You're already moving towards something. You're creating slight asymmetries, right?
0: Totally. It's kind of that, like, body in motion stays in motion, is when you have these angles and movements, you're ready to move anywhere. Whereas if you're stagnant, which is what I like to do, get really still so that I'm, like, like, stable before I and move. And you're
1: using strength and effort to stabilize yourself when you get stagnant. Yeah,
0: it's like starting the car all the time. Yeah. Instead of like leaving it running.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see what's, what this evolves to. Uh, foul. F- foul.
0: He actually doesn't mind that that's a foul as long as you like um, do it fast enough. Uh, but you know, up to you. It Look, can be a Shoulder go up. What
1: are you talking about? His
0: head comes straight down. What are
1: you talking about? The, this we, thing right here?
0: As we engage. Like, Is it this As thing? we come to reach, his left shoulder comes up so that I cannot get to his neck.
1: Okay, then you're going to have to sh- uh, show that He does it every it time. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. S- tell me to stop it when, when you see it.
0: So here he's pulling me and locking my arm out with his elbow. And so I'm trying to, like, lift and push... When I have him in this kind of tight position, because he's trying to lock me out, I'm trying to hook his arm, my arms are kind of like not super controlled, whereas his are always framed to be able to.
1: This is a big. Mo- this is a big element of clinch that a lot of people do not know that Karahat taught you in your in our Karahat intensive, which is everybody grabs the neck and pulls yep. towards the body. Yeah. But there's a totally opposite movement. That very often, if someone's resisting you, the pull mm-hmm. is this, yep. which is just like this arm-wrestling windshield wiper down, right. which here if puts you in a very vulnerable position.
0: Yeah, and you're using somebody's force against them, because they're already trying to push against you, and so you just take that pressure, and it's uh, like judo, or akita? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some <sports>. martial art
1: <laughs> move... <laughs> Look at this lock. Look how he- how deep his head is in on your shoulder.
0: And when he has this lock, that's when he brings his hips back. He never has his hips back like this unless it's just to, like, score and move. But he's putting pressure and leverage on my neck by bringing his hips like that.
1: When he has his head in here like this, because he's, he's basically put um, a stanchion in here that protects him from you kneeing him. So he can put his knees back, his head, his hips back. Yeah. So he's controlling your posture with this kind of like, um, I guess, a stanchion is the only thing I can think of. Yeah,
0: and having that pressure on the back of my neck like that, it makes any power I might have in my body significantly
1: reduced. Yeah, so basically he's put your hips back and his hips back, but he's in control of the joint between it. And so he can lift, he can take off that pressure anytime he wants or change it with timing, and land a knee. Because when your hips are back like this, you're actually vulnerable to knees, right? And turns. And turns. Oh wait, I've changed the little thing over.
0: So there, by getting close to the opposite standing foot as where I'm shoving, I'm kind of pinning him in one spot like a compass and then look how he's about to do it. He's lifting uh, he, me in the air.
1: He's like if you're gonna sh- if you're gonna shove me off of my lock, he's like let me show you. How this to do is <laughs> this is how you do it. And there's a slight bit of illegalness here, maybe.
0: Yeah, but the ref's not gonna Fair, freeze it like they'll this. never see it. They'll never, they'll see, never it.
1: see it. And a lot of uh, high-level clinching involves throws that are borderline illegal, yep. but you pull it off fast.
0: But this this little lift that he's doing yeah. is a really good technique that's used on a number of different throws. Namkabuan's body throws all use this slight lift. Mm. You basically pull people off of their grounding. Yeah. You don't pick them up. Yeah. You just kind of like slightly lift it up so that they're kind of on their toes but not of their own volition. And then you just topple them.
1: And then um, uh, another note on catching fouls. When you do a big move up here like this... That's
0: what you're looking at. That's
1: what everyone sees. So you can kind of cheat with little tiny hooks. I'm not even sure if he's going to hook you here or not. He might step through and it not be a foul, but...
0: Illusions, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, there's a little Uh. foul. You got to get the, like, I'm bored with everything after a throw look that Grandpa gets, actually. It's... It's not a joke, actually. It's a component of Thai uh, clinch styles. Yeah. As you perform that, after a strength move, mm-hmm. you didn't exert yourself that was at so all. So easy. You don't want to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, right,
0: right, <laughs> <Roy> raging, right, <laughs> right.
1: Oh, I love this throw. This is going to be. They're going to spend. He's going to spend a lot of time on this. Yeah, this is uh, going
0: to be Kevin's geek out. He loves this one very much. Um, in this video, I don't ever get it. So watching the difference between how I'm messing it up and how. Oh. Rambaugh is teaching it. Look at his oh. body there. There, there,
1: there. Where?
0: Here. That's where we froze it the other day. See how his shoulder, his hip, his knee, and his foot all create this perfect... This? Pin- yeah. This shoulder? His shoulder and his heel are in the same position. You can put a straight line down them. But the way that he's, like, pushing his hip and his knee forward, but then his body is bending to the right. He's. Where's? It?
1: What do you mean bending to the right?
0: See how his his right arm is up over his mm. head because he's just tossed me Yeah. he didn't throw me to the side he like tipped me over his leg because it popped behind me yeah but he angled his foot so hard behind me his foot or his knee his foot that mm. when his foot landed on the ground his knee buckled my leg Natu- and naturally. then he just kind of pulled me over it Yeah.
1: we're gonna see this a few times it's so cool let's see
0: <laughs> and then looks so nonchalant. And then they'll walk
1: off, which you have to do.
0: I'll give you a minute while you get up.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm stepping behind him. That's not it. Like, my heel is touching his Achilles tendon. I'm angling my you foot can see exactly wrong.
1: The, the opposite direction, right? But yeah,
0: I need to be angling my your foot. Your toe is
1: going this way.
0: And my foot. Should and
1: you're really, your toe should be coming this way. Yeah. Which it never really does in this no, video. No, because
0: I, I never saw it when I was training no. with him.
1: There's a, ele- how car hot throws has an element of this that, um, but is not as extreme in the knee angle.
0: Yeah.
1: It's more of a stepping through with the thigh.
0: But both of them, it's very important that they basically use their shoulders and their chest.
1: Here he's showing you right there. To
0: through on those step throughs.
1: This is so illustrative. Look how he's right in your knee joint. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Forcing my leg forward.
1: Look how far he's come off of your line, right? Yeah. This is your, this is your line here. He's almost li- literally behind you. Yeah. So you have to swing around. He's got this. Is, comes from a hand on the neck position, right? Yeah, but then you're on opposite, the outside.
0: His opposite um, shoulder and body are going to ultimately be what push me over.
1: Totally, and you could look how far his foot is uh, over here.
0: Yeah, he's like on my side. He's on
1: your side, yeah. almost, right? Oh, I have to turn on the mouse again.
0: So look at his head in and control my arm.
1: Look at this, thr- oh, God! If you are being grabbed like this, you don't think you're going to be attacked on this side.
0: Totally. And if I decided to throw a knee because he's open for that on this side, then you just go under the knee and shove me. Like that's the other move. Already. The other move.
1: Yeah. Controlling your wrist, which is a, um an MMA. even though you're not in MMA gloves, this is a big part of Muay Thai. Is controlling the arm. Yeah. The free arm because you need to protect against elbows. Yeah. So you can control it without using your grip. Yep. your grip, your grip. But it's so interesting he's got a, almost a lock position and he can attack on the other side of it, mm. right? Here he goes.
0: Boom. This is
1: amazing. Look at how my that leg is, is already buckled. You're already gone really. <laughs> and he's still controlling your hand.
0: Yeah.
1: And then he's like Look at that move. Is that not like Elvis or something or some old rock star?
0: Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he keeps his head down. (laughs) These small performances after the fact is something that Westerners never think really of training very much. I'm
0: aware of it and I still don't do it all the time. Like I get all.
1: Because we're trying to make, you're trying to make the move or get the technique right. Mm -hmm. And then you rehearse on top of that. An immediate, like, judge's scorecard, right, like Olympics right gymnastic gymnast <laughs> scorecard, like 7.6.
0: Instead, stick the goddamn landing, now.
1: Yeah, we call this sticking the landing, right? It's the thing after the move as you, like, hit and yeah. then you do the, like, arms yeah. in the air yeah. gold medal thing. Yeah. That in Thailand, very often the expressions and emotion and also body postures that happen right after a move can dramatically affect the the score value. The interpretation. The interpretation. It, yeah. Because in Thailand, you're not just doing damage or hitting uh, scoring locations. You're demonstrating dominance. Yeah. So every fighter has their own version of dominance. Right. So for Ramba, it's this like badass, sauntering thing mm-hmm. that you really gets emphasized in the slow motion. For another fighter, it might be a little more... I don't know what.
0: Yeah, hippie laughs at you or something. Hippie, hippie
1: <laughs>, laughs, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're keeping me from drinking. <laughs>
1: so so par- part of the training at high level in Muay Thai is also learning what is your, what does dominance look like for you? Yeah. And uh, this boredom thing is big among female fighters. Yes. Um, they don't do a lot of throwing in Thailand, female fighters, Thai fighters. Look at him. What? What? <laughs> Oh, look he's at that. L- listen to me.
0: So he's showing how I step wide. Look at that face. And he's like, <laughs> when you step wide, you're not getting any leverage. You step behind oh, them. Oh, it's so pretty. He hits it so yeah. hard. He's like, hit it. Look at him tuck himself in, even though I'm the one who's going to be going back there. He's like, this is how you clinch. So I couldn't quite get behind him, but it was better than my initial tries. And he's like, your hands are useless. Use your forearm. I love this, when he does the, like... Oh, is this his tomahawk? His chop.
1: There's the position, right?
0: Yeah. And then he's gonna push me with his forearm.
1: Look at him, take... Wiggle his fingers. Jazz fingers. Look (laughs) at him,
0: chop me down.
1: Oh. That is so pretty.
0: That's what they mean when they're like, use your shoulder. Use your chest, like... He's using his body.
1: Yeah, you can see this whole. Look at this line. Yep. The like stability of the move. He's n- nothing is coming out away from his body really.
0: Yeah, and then if you did those lines on me, it's like a squiggle. <laughs> <'Cause I'm> all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> Tell and me look like at that.
1: this fucking power. <laughs> This power driving through you. Yep. It's, this is so...
0: That's what Carr has forearms feel like when oh, he's doing that behind the head. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Whoop.
1: He, he follows through like a karate chop. He stayed chop.
0: in that position.
1: Oh. hi yeah <laughs> hi Nope.
0: See how I keep my butt back? Like, I'm putting my hip in, but I'm not stepping behind him. He, like, gets to the side you're not, of my the, body. The main
1: thing you're not doing is you're not pivoting your foot at all. Yeah. You're not turning the toe in. There's the toe in, baby.
0: Yeah, but my it's hip angle isn't the it's same. It's hard
1: to get it right. Yeah, you see that foot?
0: It was a little better, but my body was, like, following behind, whereas he's close. Oh, you're working
1: on the on the chop now.
0: Oh, Yes.
1: Um, that's, uh, that's different. That's a slightly different motion. It's not the chop. That's Because uh, he was twisting, twisting but, yeah. but
0: it's the same, like, pressure of the forearm.
1: Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> yeah, now he's changing it to um, to a different movement. It's just as effective.
0: Right, but I was pushing on his shoulder right there, and he's like, put it on my neck. Like, push me yeah. over with it. So I push him over my leg.
1: Here. Uh, it's not on the screen. You see the angle of your foot? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. If you if you go back...
1: I'm not gonna... If one
0: were to rewind to where I just was, when Kevin drew the yellow lines, Rambaugh's body was angled forward, and then his leg was... It's like an upside-down Y. Mm. When I did that just now, my body was angled back because all my weight was on my back foot, whereas all his Whoa. weight is on his front foot, which makes sense because you're tripping someone over it. Yeah. But I'm like, all the down on my back foot. Well,
1: it's on your back foot because you're not fully committing... To the move, yeah,
0: but he's bigger than me, which yeah. means I need to even more like yeah. go through him. But it's
1: a little bit of like physiological, um, uh, I don't know what the word is shyness yes. of not putting your body through the space because yeah, yeah. that move is really going through the space of yep. your opponent.
0: Yeah,
1: it's a beautiful power move, really. I mean, he was such a little fighter.
0: He's tapping himself because he wants me to knee so that he can show me this. So as I'm kneeing, see how he banana peels me as I'm kneeing. See how his right arm comes to my elbow so that his whole body is just shoving me backwards.
1: And this is an important part. This is actually, you see this in the Karahats trips. Um, He's not fouling you.
0: No. He's
1: not doing that extreme pivot. Putting his knee behind your knee, right? Mm-hmm. He's just putting his knee slightly behind your thigh, yeah. right? You step beyond, and then you just your leg cannot recover yeah, from the like, angle. It's like
0: I stepped in a pothole or something. Like, yeah. it just takes away all of my stability.
1: It, it's a very subtle trip and completely legal. You just have to be careful not to put the put the calf behind the calf.
0: Yeah, because that's not actually the trip. Yeah. the trip is the forward motion, not where you stand. So he's saying control the arms as you're doing that.
1: You're basically stopping the opponent from being able to recover, and then with your control of the upper body, just basically moving them past their tipping point, really, Mm -hmm. right?
0: He's trying to get me to understand the timing on it.
1: Not bad. So there... What do you he, see?
0: He stepped his right foot between my mm. legs so that he could get his left leg on that knee. That's like a skip knee or like a, a chicken wing knee. Yeah. So when he steps between my legs and I step past him, he's done the work for me in terms of me getting the right angle to be able to tip him over his thigh.
1: You kind of have that Y here, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And your weight is on your front foot.
0: Yeah, and if I was using my right shoulder more than I am right here,
1: right. I could
0: really slam him down.
1: So this is something to note about clinching in general, is that when you put your foot between your opponent's feet, you're making, your, you're making yourself, um, you're putting yourself in an asymmetrical position. Mm. Technically, both of you have an advantage on each other mm. because their foot is between your feet too. Yeah. But this is something you as a clinch fighter very often fight very far to the right. Yes. So you do not square straightly straight up. You put you keep your foot between. So when you step between, you need to know that there's a hole yeah. that you can be tripped over. Like this is him stepping between your legs so that he can knee on the left side. Yeah,
0: and there there are people who know how to exploit it and people who don't. Like Loma knows how to exploit it, yeah. and then like eighty percent of everyone else does it. Well, so it's
1: more like ninety nine percent. But at higher level,
0: do beca- Yeah, no. it's
1: not. Well, you can step there. You just have got to defend against that throw.
0: Yeah, you have to know that you're stepping there. Yeah, you have to know there's a vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. So there I went with him because I didn't throw my shoulder into it.
1: Mm. Rolling the film along.
0: So there's better timing on when his leg is coming up.
1: But you're a little bit floppy, no.
0: So I'm still seeing this as trying to like step behind.
1: Look at that. Look at that. He's like
0: he's like don't touch the calf when you step down on the step down. Your knee is hitting the back of there. Well, what he
1: just showed you was was going towards a foul, which would be going calf to calf, and then you then you pivot to create damage. Mm. Oh, look at that. Look at that, baby. Yeah. This is a kind of a help if you have a habit of stepping behind and tripping illegally. This is a way to avoid it.
0: Yeah. But you have to think about, like, getting to the side of your opponent by stepping so hard behind them. Like, when he first did it, he was on my side.
1: But it kind of almost works like you're going to trip them in a judo way. Oh, what's the so here, him? I
0: wasn't pulling hard enough on his neck at the same time that I was going behind his leg. Mm. The, the thing is not hitting the leg, the thing is pulling like that, pulling over while the leg is in the way. So it's this thing I kind of go with people when I trip them sometimes. Mm.
1: Because your head's forward, no, usually?
0: It is because my head's forward and I'm, like, over my hips. But it's also because I don't explode the motion. The the explosiveness of the pull and mm. the, like, bam, off-balancing, like that shove. Like, it's mm. just pop. Mm. When you pop someone, they can't really cling to you. Whereas when you push somebody, your energy is this slow toppling over as well. Mm. So I basically am, like, like rolling people instead of throwing people
1: which why do you do that is that just to be feel more safe or to do it in increments instead of really committing to it i think
0: it's a mental like not super committing to it mm. kind of thing
1: yeah this i'm not sure if this is the part we watched this a couple times mm. i think this is the part where he's teaching you that if the opponent pulls his leg away to defend himself you can go after the other leg yeah is this it looks like it right
0: Work his leg. What's he doing?
1: <laughs> oh, here's he's going to do. So when, right?
0: they, when they try to go behind your leg, the opponent who knows you're going to do this, they're like, I'm just going to move my leg out of the way.
1: Which is a very typical, pretty high-level defense. And smart. <laughs> and this, as you're learning as a clinch fighter, you not only learn to keep getting your leg outside their leg, threatening a throw, you also learn to feel when somebody's leg is touching your leg. Yeah, in and my you,
0: private with Tom...
1: Yeah, Tum was he a good just, one. He
0: just kept putting it behind my leg. Like He's like, you're going to get it out of the way, I'm just going to put it right behind again. Like He could track the whole time, which this is similar to that, except you go after the other leg. This, this is something
1: you kind of learned a long time ago, clinching with uh, Petty Jaws' brother, Mawin. Mm-hmm. He was really good at getting his legs outside. Yeah, And you, you develop a sense, if you f- spend hundreds of hours in the ring, mm-hmm. to just pull your leg out. Yep. And now he's going to show what happens when that when the first defensive move comes yeah. i think so
0: i don't i will he, i don't know what we, to do yet so he's right. explaining to me to like get out of the way
1: i think so he steps
0: time. so i step out of the way so and there. now my other leg is in the front so you just go against the standing leg which is the same move he showed me before but you've gone from plan a to plan b because your opponent moved
1: there and then boom, boom. the other leg
0: and what's cool about this is that you're pulling in the same direction, so your upper body is doing exactly what it would be doing anyway.
1: Oh, well, I thought you're throwing in the other. In the other one,
0: you're walking past them, somebody. But this one, when you're you're pivoting and attacking the standing leg, you're still pulling to your hip on that left side.
1: Well, I also like that um, that you pull this way, right? Mm-hmm. With rotation, it's not sideways only. For these kinds of throws, you kind of pull beyond twist. yourself. Yeah. You twist, right?
0: It's like a whirlwind. Oh,
1: uh, look at him control you all the way. It. He keeps pulling. Uh, <laughs> which, which eventually what he would do is pull this leg back and knee right into your face. Yeah. Uh, right?
0: Throw me on the ground, too. There you go. Good job.
1: Oh, and now we get slow motion... (laughs) Water break. Water break breakdown. Let's see. So, Uh,
0: when I watch this stuff, the reason I geek out so much is the same stuff that I've been saying. Of Like, look at how his shoulder goes up. Look at how his hip comes in. When you watch when he's doing a turn or when he's pushing over, because he has this fluidity and fluency in his movements anyway... When you put him in slow motion, it looks very similar. Me in slow motion looks funny because Maybe. I have like I, it's been slowed down.
1: Like but
0: what he's doing is like you can see how What are you talking about here? I'm talking about how you don't sweep the foot, but this lift and mm. then sweep really off-balances. Mm. Um I love watching the way that he'll shift his weight over to the right mm. in order to create that symmetry of shifting back over to the left with the throw or something. So he grabs around on the outside and he's controlling my arm. This ends up looking like ballroom dancing a bit. Boy. And because I'm struggling with that arm, I'm not paying attention to the side that's closer to me already. That's what he ultimately trips me over.
1: And this is a big part of Clinch strategy is fight for fight with tension for a position either high or low, left or right.
0: And then reverse it. And then
1: you reverse you attack on the other side. Yep. Um, either by throwing or swimming hard mm-hmm. or something like that.
0: But it's kind of because you can reverse and because you're putting pressure on one side and ultimately go the other, you're kind of letting your opponent pick which way you're going to throw them because you're like, if you don't resist me in this direction, you're getting thrown in this direction. Right. If you do resist me in this direction, you're getting thrown in the opposite direction. Right. So, so it's, it's like, you pick.
1: <laughs> so it's good to have, whenever in your arsenal,
0: yeah. two,
1: kinds, yeah. two kinds of attacks. Yeah. Just like how... I'm going to attack your left leg. And if you pull your left leg, I'm going to attack your right leg. Right. Yeah. Little knee to the thigh. Oh. oh. So he made this trip out of nothing. He he comes to grab you, right, in a typical grab, and you do the right thing, which is you take the inside position yes. and arm control, Right. And out of that, he has twisted you out of a pretty good position with but, this little kick-out.
0: But this is also because I had a wide stance.
1: Which so is normal. Like, if you're going
0: to have a wide stance, I'm going to kick your leg out. Whereas if my stance were narrow, he can't kick that leg out, so he would step outside of it and topple me over.
1: So that... Inside-outside. Ah, <laughs> but wide stance for beginners is what you want.
0: Wide stance for profession, for like high-level yeah, is yeah, what yeah. you want, but you have to go... It's basically the trade-off. Like, when you're wide stance, you can kick the table leg out. Yeah. When you're narrow stance, you can topple the whole table. So left like or right. So, yeah.
1: if you when you're going against your opponent, it's good to pay attention to the kinds of stances they have. Yeah. Or to force them towards one stance yeah. or another. Like, if you're always stepping outside somebody, they're going to start widening their stance. Right. right. And I
0: took this wide stance as a defense. Right. But I did not also use it as an offense. If I have this wide stance... I have offensive options of stepping outside of him and doing these mm. things, but I didn't use it. So it's like, if there's a knife in play, it's not who's holding it, it's who grabs it and uses it Yes, first. totally.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so much in this video, it's crazy. In just five minutes yeah. of you guys <laughs> messing around.
0: <laughs> Pick another five minutes, it's so good.
1: <laughs> totally. Oh, you see him move away from, move away from yeah. your knee? <laughs> yeah. And
0: then, and then the knee back in, thigh. and then
1: back in. Yeah.
0: And he's tightening his shoulders and using his head to pin me a little bit. Here, yeah,
1: opposite sides, yeah, a little bit. So I'm here.
0: trying to topple him, and I'm see how my foot is coming out to his right leg to right. try to do. So this you're throw. trying a trip here, but he's doing the car hot break. He's already got his left leg coming to my standing leg, so I won't be able to throw. Him. So, he,
1: but he's also preparing to whip you this way, possibly and he too. Will. So <laughs> here experience. is a perfect example of two two fighters Similar fighting options. for the same kind of yep. attack, right? He has a strong hold up top. This is a very strong position. But here you're attacking him on the other side, on his weak side. And he's already set up on your opposite side. This is really beautiful. Yeah,
0: but if you look at my body position, I'm pulling my hip away from him, which means I don't have as much power even for my position. Whereas his position being so straight up and down and he's controlling with his head, he has the better position right now for what he wants to do.
1: Let's see what happens. That's what his plan was. Yep. He felt that on that side, and he's like, "I'm gonna, fight, I'm gonna attack on the yeah. other side." Yeah. And look at him control all the way. <laughs> he's controlling his, the wrist. he's still on my leg. He's, like, still, I'm going all he's the trimming thing. both <laughs> your legs. Oh man! I have to circle that.
0: And he'll do it holding his cell phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's another. That's it from this session. Another um, um, highlight. highlight that we that happened. <laughs> that's so funny. All right move along from this moment oh so beautiful he hasn't smiled in the whole uh, session this is his first, first, first smile. smile you think that's because he could feel that you were attacking him on one yes. side and he's like yes. i just nailed you back door yes. on oh, that that's very good <laughs> oh man too wonderful look he's still smiling <laughs> look at you get into full shell Trying to protect...
0: I did a really nice block on his arm, but then I took a step back. Mm. He doesn't step back unless he's pulling me. It's like, if I'm taking a step back, you're coming with me. You're coming with Whereas me. Whereas I'm just creating space. And
1: that actually is a really underdeveloped um, dimension of clinch fighting that I don't think is taught in the West at all, maybe very rarely. Okay. Maybe only by type trainers. And that's something you, yourself, are still trying to incorporate in mm-hmm. your clinch, which is moving, pulling backwards can be a very uh controlling tempo setting technique strategy, right? Yeah. Matter of fact, um some most if you watch some of the best clinchers in Thailand, you'll see them clinch backwards. Mm-hmm. Like all the time because then you can reverse direction.
0: Yeah. But they're not stepping out. They're no, dragging. They're you dragging you drag, them. drag, yep. drag.
1: Especially long clinch when mm-hmm. we were studying Tonadet's clinch. Mm-hmm. Uh, The backwards drag was super important to that position. Yeah. Oh, look at him go. And then he goes, so I can't get in?
0: Yeah. And I had already distorted myself, so that was pretty
1: open. Yeah, so talk a little bit about that. You're here, he fights to the inside. This happens commonly, especially in gyms. It's the
0: same thing of like, you pick which way I'm going to throw you by where you're resisting me. So if he can't get the inside there, he goes hard outside and uses that momentum to take a position or a moment like you don't just take the outside and stay still
1: because look here you're you were uh, you guys can review the rewind this thing but you were pushing your elbow well in so to keep coming. him from yeah. swimming yeah. to get right. a dominant position but in
0: order to keep him out i distorted my frame
1: totally and look at him he has, look at p- my hips back he has pinned you your head to your own arm. Yeah. This would normally be a strong position, uh, elbow in. Yeah. But because he has closed this off, he is basically like accordioned you.
0: Yeah. Right? And I'm too square on my heels and my hips are back, so and
1: this hit back thing whatever he wants which will to be do is happen. Yeah. I mean, who knows what comes from this? Let's see what happens. Oh, uh, he stepped outside to that side to create more space on this side maybe. Yeah.
0: I'm still moving. So he's basically oh, he's you're letting me the trip yeah, here. he's letting me fight for it and then using my positions to pick his next position.
1: He, that was a little attempted knee, right?
0: Mm-hmm. See how my arms are not finding places to go. <laughs> I've let go with both sides whereas when he's swimming for a position he has a well, hole. Well, look
1: what happened there is that he put this arm outside of your dominant position. And
0: now it's inside cuz I let and go. And he has
1: basically squished you out Of your... Of your strongest place. Mm. Right? And that came from side-to-side action. Yep. Ah, and then you're trying to fight in. You totally reversed that.
0: And see how he pulled me while I was Mm. trying to find that inside position.
1: Nice, baby. Mm,
0: I'm on my back foot again.
1: I don't know. To me, your hips look pretty good I'm lunging,
0: but I can't...
1: I can't push him with my upper body. You're not committing to this part of it.
0: My upper body is not coming through him.
1: Yeah. But a good move, good attack. Yeah, yeah. And then you go back out. Oh, here he comes. And
0: he's like, no, nope, that's Saunter. not how you do that.
1: Saunter, look at him just come. <laughs> <laughs> the, him on the face. He's the Lawrence Olivier
0: of crossing rooms.
1: <laughs> Hips in. I've been in this room Oh, before. back to the very low head.
0: Oh, almost. I didn't quite lift, but I pushed.
1: Arm control.
0: Yeah. Look at me trying to get away from him, and him just taking that space. It's totally a different oh. dominance.
1: There was a, just a little brief moment where he had the like kick out of your leg, and the arm went over. But it's that's always moving in these scissoring moments mm-hmm. where the top half goes one way, left, and the bottom half goes right. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Oh, look at him wiggle out
0: of that. Go to the elbow for leverage so that he can pop that arm off. See how he's controlling from the elbow? Oh. Oh! What was that? That was the outside position. So I have the inside position. He has the outside position, which is what he just did a minute ago that we were like, if you can't come inside, you go hard outside. Yeah. So he's outside, and then he just whips his shoulder Forward. Which basically forward. knocks my inside position into my own face. <laughs> like pops me off.
1: So it's an immediate reversal. You have dominant position, now your head is down. This is one of the worst positions in, this is in really Muay Thai. Bad. Yeah. Yep. I mean you, you could And he's end gonna keep
0: pulling on it. And, but he's <laughs>
1: retreating. Another thing that when someone's head is down
0: backwards.
1: You you start walking backwards. Yeah. You pull them into the hole. Drag it. Yeah. He <laughs> a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he uses those little knees as entry points, too. Mm. So I'm dealing with the knee, and then he grabs... The knee
1: goes to the thigh, right, a little bit?
0: He goes low, because he's training, mm. like, being light with you it. You
1: think he would hit the ribs? I think he, he would, I think He, used he them. would
0: nail a thigh, for yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: definitely. And here we get a little ballroom dancing. I remember this.
0: So this isn't... The reason the ballroom dance is interesting is because I'm struggling with that open side and forgetting the fact that I have a closed side. Like, my right arm Mm. is locked on him, but I'm so busy dealing with my left arm that I don't exploit that at all. So you
1: could be attacking from the right side?
0: Yes, I should be pulling him or Mm. turning him from the right side. Here I'm trying to go under his arm to do this, like, throw twist thing. Mm. But I can't get the leverage because of the angle of my body. My hips are back. Mm. (laughs) Bored. (laughs) The look off. (laughs) Advanced.
1: Yeah. And Aww. see how he reversed.
0: So he was going backwards, yes. and then he immediately reversed this direction and goes forward.
1: Yeah, he was pulling you, twisting you towards his back, yeah. backward step. Yeah. But like a boat that is sloshing on the water. Yeah. You slosh one way, then you slosh the other way. Yeah. And so there's this constant forward back sloshing and left yeah. right sloshing. Yeah. And then there's attacking the right side so that you can move to the left side yeah high low like yeah. it's it's actually like i don't know six dimensional chess
0: Yeah, people talk about how skipping rope is really good for footwork,
1: Mm. and if
0: you watch Million Dollar Baby, she's, like, waiting tables and constantly shifting her feet from one foot to the other, because she's a boxer, so footwork is shifting weight from one foot to the other. Mm. When people say keep moving in the clinch, it doesn't mean, like, just move your arms Mm. aimlessly. You're shifting your weight all the time. Like, one of the things with working with Karahat that I've noticed more and more is the way that he, it's almost like waltzing. He's Mm. shifting his weight from right to left, and that... Really makes huge differences in the positions he can take, and the right and left, forward, back, all that stuff. Is it's the weight shift from left it's to very, right.
1: But part of it is uh, you have to learn to think in these dimensions. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to see forward and back, forward and back, forward and back, left to right, left to right. And twisting. You have to feel and the twistings and attack the top so that the bottom is free mm-hmm. for for movements. Mm-hmm. And everybody, I guess, develops their own poetic style of mm-hmm. like I'm going to be a forward and back fighter, yeah. or clinch fighter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a top, a, a top attacking clinch fighter. So it's you can't master all six dimensions, <laughs> but you can see so many of them already at play in yeah. his own. And this is not even a top clinch fighter. Yeah, he's a he was he was a um, a stinging striker, mm-hmm. really. Matt, really. Boom. Oh, here's that little And little then he patai. pins my leg. Yeah, and then the wall of China. And Sylvie's like, fuck that, I'm getting out of here.
0: He's <laughs> so good at just adding these little things as he goes. Yeah. To get you to feel the continuity that it's not like this is an independent move.
1: Kicking off that leg, straight knee. And because I
0: moved my leg out of the way, he just brought his leg back and turned it into a knee.
1: A point, yeah. yeah. Scoring a knee, a point off of it.
0: So here he's off balancing me before scoring his points. Here,
1: this is is a bad position because you've got forward lean Mm -hmm. and your head is way over your feet.
0: And no control with my arms.
1: (laughs) You might have a good position on this side, but this arm is doing nothing because it can't get in, right?
0: Yeah, and that's not where you push anyway.
1: But this is very vulnerable to a throw. Yeah, Uh, or
0: just yanking my head down. Like if he took a step back. Yeah, if he
1: took a step back, you'd be in trouble maybe. But this is a position a lot of people get themselves into.
0: Yeah. Oh! oh! <laughs> I previsioned oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh! And then... Yank, yank.
1: Th- this is a, that's an important part. The little quick jerks of the head yeah. that actually you should do more in your fights. Yeah. Be- and which means you should do them more in training. Yeah. Is that... What is the purpose of that? Yeah. I'm asking you. Not well, yet. Well,
0: it's to, it weakens your opponent. Like, doing a little pop-pop, they have to regain their balance rather than being able to throw something. So it's the same way that, like, they say that when you're lifting weights, if you do it with a free weight, because you have to do all these micro-twitch balancing acts, it's mm. much harder. In clinch, if you're constantly trying to balance yourself, you can't be throwing things with A, power, B, finesse, C, balance, all of these different things. So, like, just that double pull-down, I'm trying to not fall over. Right. rather than like i'm going to turn this into a sick move <laughs> Whereas <laughs> he's like i can turn this into anything
1: but also in thailand the head being low like it was is a huge visual dominance dominant moment mm-hmm. in the west in thailand, in, uh, in the west we don't think of it quite like that way because putting your head low in wrestling putting your head low in some boxing, boxing positions is seen kind of as like strong yeah. maybe physically strong yeah. But when your head is low like that in Thailand, you need to know this because you yourself get caught into this and clinch mm-hmm. sometimes. you It's hard to describe. It's like taking someone's back, really. Mm-hmm. Um, by bouncing the head like that, you're really demonstrating dominance to the judges. It's a yeah. stylistic element of it. Yeah um in clinch, often in Thailand, for female fighters, you'll find yourself in neutral positions. Like, mm-hmm. there'll be a wall of china across your belly, but you have a good lock on them.
0: Right. But if your if, head's down...
1: If your head's down and the opponent bounces your head...
0: Right. And is upright and in control.
1: Yeah, you will lose that. It, to you, as a fighter, it felt like that was a 50-50 position. Yeah. To the judges...
0: Like that's a big close. score. Yeah. yeah, that's not close. Yeah.
1: And so it's hard for you as a fighter to know that you just are way behind in the round. Yeah. Yeah. So that little bounce was just a little call to that. Oh. <laughs> He's like, no, I won't do it again.
0: So see how I pushed him back, mm. but my hips went back at the same time, so I just lost all my leverage.
1: Oh, hips in on him. Look at him shrug you off. Yeah.
0: And once he goes back, he immediately comes it's, forward. Yeah. It's like this... Um, this way? You don't lose space. You're not. He's not really affected oh, by he... it. It's like he kind of bounced out for a second. I'll let him use his shoulders and twisting to get those positions.
1: Just the swimming with and the then shoulders? And his head is so... Oh. Like, when
0: we say putting your head down low, it's not tucking your chin. This is an awesome position that he's in using his head. It's not a don't ever put your head down. It's don't get your head pulled down yes. by your opponent. That's a
1: very good uh, way to talk about that. This is actually a very strong See, uh, uh, clinch position. Yeah, You're actually controlling space with the top of your head Yeah, in the shoulder.
0: And he's breaking my center line with his head, so he's centered, which gives him all his power. Uh, that's a very because good Because my head is offline, I've lost like 20% of my power.
1: Yeah, this is the center of your body, right? Yeah. And your head is offline. Yeah. Which means your options for movement with strength or dynamism dynamism are almost nil.
0: Yeah. And I don't have the physical power to to move it. Whereas
1: look where his head is. Completely over his center line. Totally. Okay. Boom. Oh, there's that step over. (laughs) Slight (laughs) fell. Because he didn't twist. Yeah. But a beautiful point.
0: So I step back away from his knee, but then I don't move forward again, which is what he does. That's why it looks so different when he like gets a step back because I pushed him, and then immediately steps back towards me, versus like I got away from his knee and then stayed away from his knee. Is like you suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so in looking at this, I am just uh, from my own perspective, and I'm a non-fighter, but I'm an observer of your training and fighting for with legends. Um, for six years I'm just amazed at the level of fluency mm-hmm. of someone who was not a clinch fighter as a as a stadium fighter mm-hmm. at all it seems that I don't know what the case about top fighters now but it seems that at least in the golden age and he was a little bit after the golden mm-hmm. age because of the way that uh, ties trained in just these huge packs of Endless clinch sessions and lots and lots of sparring, that their technique knowledge developed to an extremely high level. We ran into this with Karahat. Karahat not a clinch fighter, mm. like at all. And he said he was a Muay Thai fighter when he was little, mm-hmm. like twelve, right. a knee fighter, and he switched into this incredible femur fighter. He he unboxed a clinch throws that we've never seen anywhere in thailand yeah like the depth of knowledge that even fighters have that were known for certain styles back in the day mm-hmm. they have an entire vocabulary that they never used yeah and it's deep knowledge the re- you know it's deep knowledge because sorry to go on about this because i'm kind of excited you know it's deep knowledge because when you look at slow motion at somebody like this mm-hmm. you see all the con all the continuity between yeah and m- movements. Every, every
0: movement has a meaning yeah rather than like oh i went the wrong way it's yeah. like i went this way and that's not the path so i went this other way it's like yeah. being on a boat in water instead of like picking paths on a road
1: like it's like not making, straight lines making it's like a, a, moving it's not forks in a road you go yeah. i'm going to do this i'm going to do that yeah. you could i to me in this video you can feel him feeling his way through all th- all the positions, kind of, in a certain way. And none of them are particularly complicated, even. No. Right? No. Ah. Well, I think that was a very successful first uh, try at this new um, feature. What?
0: Yeah, and while the title is pending, I believe we geeked out.
1: (laughs) What was the title you wanted to do on this one? Slow-mo geek out. Slow-mo geek out. (laughs) We're gonna see if we go... (laughs) We're gonna see if that title sticks. (laughs) In comments, though, you can, (laughs) on Patreon, you can maybe vote whether it should be (laughs) slow-mo geek out. (laughs) All right, talk to you guys later.